3: Great, great.
2: Hey, welcome to Benefit Sports. Today It's Thursday, September 9th, 2021. Craig Mish, Davis Matic here with you on the show. It is the day and the moment that we have been waiting for. Davis, I know it has been a long wait. It has been... Uh, it feels like it's just kind of dragged and, and we're sort of there. We are finally here. Tonight it happens. The Orioles take on the Royals at 7 15 Eastern. John Means and Hernandez will go at it against each other. The world will be locked in. I'm just kidding, obviously. It's uh, the first week of the NFL. That great big buildup for the flat joke there at the end. How are you, Davis?
4: I'm doing great. You know, obviously incredibly excited for the Kansas City Royals tonight. You know, they're they're really trying to finish out the year strong. So I'll be there. I'll be tuned in, locked in. I'll be there for the pregame, the first pitch. I'll be watching the bullpen warm up now. Of course, we are all, uh, you know, we we just could not be more excited for the NFL season to begin. You know, we've been doing these preseason shows and fantasy football shows and our picks and everything like we just have been in the weeds on fantasy sports today so i am very excited to get to uh you know the meat on the bone as it were
2: yeah for sure and by the way before we start the show today congratulations once again to us here on sports grid having our own uh youtube live uh, channel just uh, amazing transformation what we have been over the last couple of years congratulations to of course all the great people that we have here involved at uh, sports grid okay Let's congratulate ourselves, pat ourselves on the back, and then let's see if we can get anything right today here on the show. Headlines, the uh, season begins tonight. If you didn't know, you haven't been watching us, that's for sure. Bucks and Cowboys will break it all down for you, no doubt, throughout the show. Uh, Carson Wentz, looks like he's good to go week one for the Colts, so good news there for him. The Penguins, uh, wrist surgery for Sidney Crosby, so certainly not the best news of all there. Hey, last night, I don't know if anybody's still paying attention to baseball like I am, but... This kid, Joe Ryan, threw six and a half perfect innings in his first Major League Baseball start. I know it's hard to keep tabs on everything going on right now, but at least we'll circle his name. Remember that he did this last year. Uh, James from LTN uh, told me about the game last night between Kansas City and Baltimore, where they came all the way back. And, of course, I was watching Sandy Alcantara of the Marlins uh, basically have his best start ever, 14 strikeouts over nine innings. We still will you know, focus on some baseball. we got the postseason coming up, but there's no doubt, Davis, that on today's show, uh, after college football saw a really interesting Week 0 and Week 1, by the way, Georgia with a huge week. I know we haven't had a chance to talk about that. Uh, I mean, look, the main course is definitely tonight. And I'm just kind of wondering, from your perspective, following the Cowboys and being a fan of them like you are, uh, boy, you, you like me, and I'm following your lead, are pretty heavily invested. And we're going to be overreacting in a very big way, I'm sure, to watching the Cowboys tonight. CD Lamb, this will be our first game playing him in fantasy football we'll see what Dak looks like and then of course uh, tom brady we never know if this is his last first start of a nfl season
4: you know it's definitely going to be one of those things where we spent the entire off season drafting Ceedee lamb drafting ezekiel elliott drafting Amari cooper drafting michael gallup drafting dak prescott And they're going to come in and they're going to play against the defending Super Bowl champions who return all their starters on defense. They are likely going to be without Zach Martin on the offensive line, though the team is holding out some hope that uh, I I believe that he, if he tests negative today, I believe it is possible that he is able to be active for this game. Uh, I don't have... Yeah, okay, there we go. Brett's telling me Zach Martin didn't travel. So they're down at least one offensive line starter. They're also down... Unfortunately, his direct backup because they were in, you know, the close contact protocol. So there'll definitely be a little bit of shuffling amongst the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. Definitely the first time Dak Prescott takes off and gets hit. All of us are going to collectively hold our breath a little bit because we want to make sure that that ankle's feeling good. We want to make sure that that shoulder is feeling good. Uh, but there are a lot of super fantasy relevant players in this first game. You know, sometimes the the opening game, like, you know, if the Packers were in an opening game, there are three guys on the team that we care about for fantasy, really. But we have, uh, I think we have like nine guys who win in the top 100 picks in this game tonight. So pretty, pretty fascinating stuff uh, in terms of like a fantasy football game.
2: Yeah, in my own personal leagues, I, I have a decision uh, to make. We'll talk about that here on the show. We'll let Davis weigh in on that and see who I should be playing in a couple of flex spots for sure. And Davis, I would say that this NFL season going in feels a lot better than the last one. I know we're still going to have the same difficulties as we had last year, but we were heading into a season this time last year with no fans being in the stands in any of these games. And I think that what Major League Baseball proved this year is you can get that done. Like you, If you manage it the right way, You don't have to have any insane situations happen in 2021. I know there was just no getting around it last year. But I feel like the NFL, for the most part, will go off a lot better and a lot cleaner than it did last year.
4: I mean, it does. It does feel that way, right? It feels like I mean, at this point last year, we were not 100% certain they were going to make it through a season, right? We'd had the stuff in baseball where, you know, the Marlins and the Cardinals were like having to play like 18 consecutive doubleheaders because they missed like three weeks of the season. So we we didn't really know. So I agree with you. You know, I'm feeling much more optimistic about football as a whole right now than I was 365 days ago
2: for sure but we'll still monitor all of the issues that are going on and how it will affect fantasy football and most importantly we got a game tonight it's the cowboys and buccaneers of course you could bet this one on fanduel so we got the spread we got the total we got all the props going into tonight we're going to set your dfs lineup uh, early in the week we're going to talk a little underdog fantasy john norris is going to be with us here on the show So thanks for making us your choice, most importantly, here for the opening night of the NFL. For those of you who are watching, really appreciate that. We're going to do our best to help you out all football season. That begins today, and it begins next here on Fantasy Sports Today on Sports Grid. On the Grid, we'll be right back.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: Price drop. Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack denim dresses sneakers tops and more plus get genius deals on jackets sweaters and boots for the whole family shop your nordstrom rack store today and save up to 70 percent with new markdowns but hurry deals this great won't last
1: the legends are true overwhelming power sauce of destiny yes
2: amount of places that you can now legally bet on sports, the anticipation is that tonight's game in the NFL is going to be the biggest bet game in the United States uh, history tonight, given the fact that uh, you know so many more states are legally betting. Arizona is, uh, is taking bets as well. And so I'm sure a lot of you, wherever you're watching throughout the country and, and throughout the world, are getting ready to place your bets tonight. We're, of course, going to give our season predictions from a wagering perspective coming up in the second hour of the show. But uh, Davis, here we are with with, uh, with really must-watch TV. And, and the Cowboys are going to get great ratings no matter what. So this is really a wise move, putting them into the opening game of the season, even if they are not on par with Tampa Bay. And the Buccaneers, of course, coming off the Super Bowl. As you mentioned, returning all their defensive starters. It's Tom Brady. So I expect nothing less than to wake up tomorrow and even hear from a ratings perspective. It's the highest-rated Thursday night game in NFL history as well. Uh, but let's uh, let's let's look at this game and break it down in terms of the spread and, you know, sort of let's take a look at it and tell me what you think.
4: So, I actually completely agree with your analysis. The NFL just did something very brilliant here. I mean, what is going to get more ratings than the Dallas Cowboys, America's team, and Tom Brady? I would say like if you combine, you know, the Q score of the Dallas Cowboys and Tom Brady, that would be like the two most popular things, the things that people are most interested in. In American professional sports, you know, there's guarantees it'll be a popular game. And, uh, you know, it's fascinating, but because of, you know, that wide sweeping legislation that we've had over the last 12 months, this will be the most legally bet on game of all time. And I I don't even think it will be close. And uh, I mean, this is not going to surprise you, but eight and a half points feels like a lot. If this was six, if this was six and a half, I think that I would just stomach it and say, all right, you know, whatever. I will take the Buccaneers. I'm not going to be happy about it. But eight and a half feels disrespectful. It just, like, eight and a half is a lot of points. The Cowboys are going to be one of the three or four best offenses in football. Just by nature of, like, simple regression, it would be hard. It's hard for me to imagine their defense being as bad as it was last year. So I'm on the Cowboys here.
2: Yeah, and, and this is, the like, the king of tax game. The reason why I say that is because you're always paying – to bet the Cowboys but then again you're always paying to bet Tom Brady so those things sort of equal themselves out um, I don't agree that it's disrespectful at all and and I think that the line is right because again you're trying to get action on both sides there's no question if you make Tampa Bay Davis a seven point favorite on any book the world is betting Tampa Bay like you, it, it had to be more than seven I saw seven and a half. I saw eight. I am surprised to see eight and a half now. And that tells me, obviously, that uh, the line didn't open up enough. And I believe it opened up, if I'm not mistaken, six and a half and seven a few months ago. So um, this is probably not a game that I love. I would say that the opening night for teams that are at home haven't gone particularly well. So it does lean me to go with the Cowboys here at the eight and a half. I would be interested in looking at the first half line as well, which is sitting around four sluggish start, low scoring, open up first game of the season. Remember a few years ago, the Chiefs played Davis on opening night. I Think it was maybe Kareem yeah. Hunt who fumbled right away at the beginning, and then he went on to have an or was it yeah, and then he went on to have an unbelievable season. I, it's just I, I don't I don't trust the first game. It's the sharpest game on the board. The odds makers just like have this one game that the world is betting on. Uh, but your your advice is definitely noted there. Dallas plus eight and a half for sure. Okay, let's take a look at some other propositions, which on Fanduel may actually be better propositions tonight than betting on the actual game. Let's take a look at the pass attempts for the two quarterbacks. If you want to see us go through all of these, uh, just go on demand. George Kurtz and I broke some of these down yesterday as well. Uh, Brady's pass attempts, thirty-eight and a half, minus one fourteen. Boy, some juice here tonight. And uh, Dak Prescott, thirty-nine and a half at minus one fourteen as well. So, uh, a lot of school of thought here, Davis. The the Bucks at the beginning of last season were trying to run the ball a lot, and then they just you know sort of let Brady throw it all over the place at the end of the game so that's one way to look at it and then in terms of Dak Prescott Davis is he on a throw count pitch count like I, I don't know I could see Dak throwing 60 passes tonight and then I could see one of the announcers tonight halftime go you know Prescott's only on a pitch count tonight and he's only gonna throw x and then I'll be like oh my gosh I wish I would have known that going into the game
4: yeah, I think that's pretty unlikely to happen. Uh, you know, uh, people were definitely concerned about Dak Prescott for a little while, you know, wasn't throwing a camp, didn't play in the preseason, uh, all of that stuff. I, I have to say, I am not particularly worried uh, at, at all about Dak Prescott's shoulder injury. I think he is very likely to be fine. You know, I, I, I don't have any concerns about his physicality. These passing numbers are pretty interesting. Um, I have Tom Brady projected for 38.1 pass attempts. I have Dak Prescott projected for 36.7 pass attempts. That being said, I think if you I think you can correlate these with your wager. So if you are on the Buccaneers, if you think the Buccaneers are gonna cover eight and a half points, you know, that they're winning by two touchdowns. They're winning by 10 points. And that's gonna mean a lot of Ronald Jones, a lot of Leonard Fournette, a lot of Giovanni Bernard. Whereas if you're on the Cowboys side, you're probably saying they are going to be playing catch up. You know, I think it would be unlikely for the Cowboys to be up 14 to three and then, you know, just really step on the gas with the running game. I think the most likely scenario I see playing out here is can't you just see it in your mind's eye? Dak gets sacked on the very first drive, they punt, the Buccaneers come down, you know, Leonard Fournette scores his three yard touchdown, the Cowboys get a field goal on the next drive. Brady throws like a 22-yard touchdown to Mike Evans and then and then you know we're off to the races. I think that's probably how that plays out. So I would be on the under on Brady passing attempts and the over on Dak pass attempts.
2: Yeah, and, and that's a that's a nice way to paint the story there. It could happen. You're the only team that really did the opposite Davis of what you're saying here were the Saints, right? Like that was the team that did go up on Tampa Bay, 14-0, 21-0. And then the Bucks were the ones that were coming back in those games. And, and and Dallas has that kind of offense, like the Saints did, to be able to do that. But I don't know that they will. All right, uh, rushing yards props. You'll help me make my decision tonight, Davis, on Ronald Jones. i got to decide if I'm going to play him or not. Melvin Gordon is an option in one league. Debo Samuel is an option in another league. So you'll tell me 48-and-a-half if you like the over-under there. Leonard Nets is 36. You combine the two, you're looking for under 100 for both runners on Tampa Bay. Zeke's is only 54-and-a-half. That does look low, but uh, based on last year, it is not. And then Dak's number is 13-and-a-half, which basically, Davis, he'll need two runs in that game. If he runs twice, he goes over this. If he doesn't run at all, he'll go under.
4: Yeah, so I, uh, I mean, you're. This will be very interesting for us to do this show together because it'll be a test of my data and uh, a test of uh, how much you trust me. Because I've, d- I do the projections for all these games. I have Ezekiel Elliott for sixty three point four rushing yards, so I have him right there. I actually have Ronald Jones over. I have Ronald Jones for fifty four rushing yards. Leonard Fournette for thirty seven, and Giovanni Bernard for seventeen. The biggest wrinkle here is. What do we anticipate Giovanni Bernard's rushing role being? I mean, there's probably a scenario where they play this season out and Giovanni Bernard has more receptions. Not targets, but more receptions than he does carries. They just give all the carries to Ronald Jones and Leonard Fournette. I I think of these three, my favorite, it's got to be the Ronald Jones over. But I'm a Ronald Jones believer, so when I talk about Ronald Jones, you got to kind of take me with a grain of salt because I I have just kind of always believed in him more than the market.
2: Well, I have him, Davis, because of you in both of these leagues here. And so so I got to play him tonight is what you're saying. I got to play him over Debo in one league. And I got to – would you play him over Gordon in my league where I have I, – look, I, I failed in one league with the second running back because I did what you said. I got all the receivers. I didn't care. Later on, I ended up with Melvin Gordon and Ronald Jones.
4: Yeah. Uh in leagues where i have ronald jones i'm making an effort to not start him probably but in that specific circumstance i'd rather start him than melvin gordon
2: okay fair enough not done with this conversation yet new conversation to come up our friends at underdog have prepared some unbelievable data and information and a promo code to get you involved over on their app this fantasy football season so coming up next davis and john norris are going to break down some great options that you can actually use on their app so stick with us that's coming up next on fsp
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack. And save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices, every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags, and sunglasses. Plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less, today at your Nordstrom rack store. What will you find?
1: The legends are true! We're overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny! Yes!
4: Great, great. Hello, everyone, and welcome back into to Fantasy Sports today here on Sports Grid TV. My name is Davis Maddock, and I am joined not by Craig Mish here, but by my friend Josh Norris from Underdog Fantasy. You guys now know that we have reached a partnership with Underdog Fantasy. You guys should download the app on the iOS store or Google Play, wherever you uh, you know get your, your mobile phone from, and deposit using the promo code GRID. You can get a free entry to Best Ball Mania, or you can get a free bet in the Pick'em app, which Josh and I are going to talk about a little bit here. But, Josh, we are counting down the hours, the minutes, the seconds, <laughs> to the kickoff between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I I simply, at this point, just could not be any more excited.
6: Aren't you thrilled to stop, keep repeating yourself for like the same three or four months with the same thoughts on the same players and actually getting completely new information this week? That's what I'm looking forward to. I will say, Davis, it has been so difficult to like try to turn off your drafting brain and then turn on like your weekly matchups and like team view idea of some of these players but i'm excited to talk about it with you
4: yeah i mean you know i i have done so many drafts on underdog now where i'm to the point of like i pretty much can do my first four picks and know the next picks that i'm gonna make like i'll know right. i'll know the next 14 guys that i'm gonna take like oh all right, uh, I took Amari Cooper in the third round, I'm going to take Dak in the sixth round, I'm going to take Christian Kirk in the 15th round to get my my Week 17 stack. Like, I, I am very excited, um, you know, to transition my attention over to some of the in-season stuff, obviously on underdog, you know, DFS, betting on all these games. But I, I want to, of course, start with this game on Thursday night, you know, this game that we are about to watch because— We've been talking about the Cowboys so much. I would say the Cowboys are probably the number one team that Fantasy Twitter likes to talk about because of how tantalizing they were for four and a half games last year. I don't think they could have had a much worse season opener than this Buccaneers team, though.
6: I was just about to say the same thing. Obviously, it's the Super Bowl champions, but whenever you slice it and and look at this game, it maybe could not be a, a worse matchup for for the Cowboys and and you mentioned it last year obviously we got the the quarterback one performance from Dak Prescott through four games we're expecting CeeDee Lamb to to go off the charts this year as the wide receiver nine overall in drafts Amari Cooper's there at wide receiver 13 you keep going down the list of Michael Gallup as well and it wasn't just those injuries as you know we had like Terrence Steele and Brandon Knight starting at tackle for the Bucks last season Hopefully all of those players are healthy. There's a sliver of hope that maybe even Zach Martin is off the COVID list and plays in this game. But Davis, in the end, does it even matter when you have 22 starters back with the Bucs? It's an eight-point difference in terms of the lines here but between the two teams. And I'm even looking at like how the Bucs were able to, to reload. Like JPP played the highest number of, of snaps among edge rushers last year, and then they spent a first-round pick on Joe Tryon, who might have to spend – you know, just 10 to 15 snaps per game running in a straight line straight towards Dak Prescott and, and you know, wreaking havoc and creating pressure because they're going to be chasing points on the board uh, against the Bucs offense as well.
4: Yeah, it, it it really is just kind of one of those spots. You know, obviously we have some of the the COVID stuff with the Dallas Cowboys offensive line. We don't really know how that's going to play out yet because the Cowboys are holding out hope that Zach Martin will be able to get the negative test that he needs we will see on that Lyle collins is i think officially listed as questionable though he has put in um you know a, a full practice this week i guess my question is do we think that our priors on the cowboys offense are sort of strong enough that even even if they lose this game right let's even grant that this ends up being a game that the cowboys lose right they give up 35 right. points they're not able to get there, but can us Cowboys drafters, you know, the people lumping in on CD, the people lumping in on Amari, the people lumping in on Dak and Gallup, like do our do we think they're still going to be able to put points on the board?
6: In that four game span, as as we alluded to, Dak Prescott uh, was forced to throw the football forty eight times per contest. I mean, that that was forty eight dropbacks per game. Is that really how the Cowboys want to win? You know, when we look at like the vision of these teams. Is that what they say to themselves? Yes, we want our franchise quarterback who's coming off major ankle surgery to drop back 50 times. Uh, no, but I, I think it doesn't matter what they want to do this game because they're going to be forced to do it. And I'm sure we'll get to the Bucks in a second. And it really is kind of on both sides, Davis. Um, are we going to get what we're expecting for both in small samples? Because with Dak obviously was in that four-game sample. And then for Tom Breen, this offense, it was the post by Buccaneers last year where he was converting more yards, more touchdowns. The one player I am most fearful of that was a super early investment is Ezekiel Elliott. And I think that's obvious because we certainly believe it's going to be negative game script. And while Ezekiel Elliott has, what, at least 51 to 74 targets over the last few years, this certainly isn't the environment we expect for Ezek's smash spot on the opening game.
4: Yeah, before we get to the Buccaneers, let's actually examine that a little bit more. I mean, what what are your, like, you know, I know how, what I think about Zeke. What are your kind of thoughts on his range of outcomes?
6: Just in this game or the season? Uh,
4: the season. I think the season okay. is a little bit more interesting.
6: Yeah. I, I think that's fair. I, I Both backs are, are extremely talented in Ezekiel Elliott and Tony Pollard and hopefully you don't take offense to this and maybe some of your your viewers and listeners will as well. I think people saying that Tony Pollard is the superior player are just shouting into the void because it, it technically doesn't matter, you know? Like, if you were going to peg any player last season who was quarantined, stuck at home, and was going to show up out of shape, number one that list last year was Ezekiel Elliott, just from a narrative standpoint, right? And so everything that we have heard this offseason is how much work he's put in that quote unquote best shape of his life. He's not going to get wasted opportunities in the first game of the season, even though Tony Pollard might be better in those situations. So I would still expect Ezekiel Elliott to get 20 opportunities in this game, even if the Cowboys are down by like 14 points at the start of the fourth quarter, he's gonna be in there for sure.
4: Yeah, all right, let's transition over to the Buccaneers side. I, I have one big regret about the way that I've drafted this year, and it's that I did not make Antonio Brown a priority I when to he was say the not same expensive. Thing. <laughs> I I I really did make errors and not prioritizing getting more Antonio Brown because it 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 seems like they plan on getting him the ball quite a bit.
6: And it might happen in this game, just depending on on Chris Godwin's status, which we do not know until they start warm ups on on Thursday. Like you mentioned, I mean, we have seven, what, straight 1,000 yard seasons for Mike Evans. We've seen Chris Godwin absolutely eat on the interior of, of defenses. And yet while we talked about the Cowboys and their wide receiver trio, while we talked about the Bengals, the Jaguars, like so many others, it just felt like to me that Antonio Brown was a bit of a blind spot throughout the entire summer and they ultimately ended Davis as the wide receiver 30 in drafts and look, if we see a slow start like Mike Evans had last year when he was, you know, supporting his entire season just based on one or two touchdowns per game. If Chris Godwin is hobbled by this injury for a little bit, is it ridiculous to think that Antonio Brown puts together another 1000 yard season with the guy who apparently is like his biggest advocate in the NFL and, and Tom Brady, absolutely not. And while the Cowboys have tried to invest on defense, especially multiple cornerback picks, they're going to be no match for this team and and davis what i love is that you bring back 22 starters you you are super bowl champions you have so much faith in you know the best quarterback of all time and easily the worst position on their entire team is running back and so tom knows that and so like if if it's just not working in the running game like it hasn't in the past he's just going to put the ball in his hands and command the offense and we could see, you know, 7 to 10 targets for all three of these players in this game.
4: Yeah, absolutely. So, let's uh let's transition to something that we're going to be talking about a ton here on the show, but of course, Underdog has a Pick'em game. And, you know, it, it's very simple. You download the app, you use the promo code, you do your thing, and under the Pick'em tab, you you're essentially making parlays, right? You are yep. you're going, okay, I am going to take Dak's over. I'm going to take Zeke's over. I'm going to take Pollard's over. And so I have this as my parlay for the game. And I I want to get your thoughts. I have the over on Dak Prescott, 22.75 fantasy points. Now remember, no bonuses. So that's just rushing yards, passing yards, touchdowns. Uh, I have the actual, this might surprise you. I have the under on Tony Pollard 33 and a half rushing plus mm-hmm. receiving yards that might be um a little bit surprising and then I have the over on Antonio Brown 61 and a half receiving yards so that is the Davis Matic branded Pickem selection for Thursday night football I guarantee this by the way is going to just be a huge traffic time I mean people <laughs> are so ready to get their action flying for the first game of the season they are the, these pickems are flying I guarantee it so-
6: Since you picked three, you're only going for the 6X. Can I talk you into two more to try to get the 20X for a single die? Oh,
4: please. I would love literally nothing more than to make 20X on the first game.
6: Okay. What do you think about the under on Ezekiel Elliott at 82.5 rushing yards and receiving yards or the over of 5.5 receptions for Amari Cooper? I kind of like the latter more than the first one.
4: You know what? I actually, I don't think I can bring myself to do the under on any Ezekiel Elliott things right now. Because every time I was on the clock at pick four, pick five, Kamara's gone, I'm taking Zeke. Kelsey's gone, I'm taking Zeke. Tyreek is gone, you know, I'm taking Zeke.
6: I know we're short on time. Ronald Jones, 63 and a half rushing plus receiving yards. I'm going to take the under on that because we can wipe out, I believe, the receiving yards usage because of Gio Bernard. And I just think Ronald Jones at 63 and a half rushing yards is way too many.
4: Yeah, unfortunately, I think uh, the Leonard Fournette overs on the underdog pick em app look like a pretty strong selection for Thursday night. <laughs> Everyone, follow Josh on Twitter, at Josh Norris. Download the underdog fantasy app. We're going to run into break here real quick on Fantasy Sports Today. See you guys back in just a few moments. Break, break.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: Justin, and so good. Thousands of spring deals at your Nordstrom Rack Store. Save big today on new arrivals from Kate Spade, New York, Nike, Sam Edelman, Free People, and Madewell starting at only $30. Great brands and great prices on dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags and more. So, rack your look and get first dibs on spring styles you want now from just $30 at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find?
1: The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes.
2: All right, welcome back to Tennessee Sports today. And uh, look, everyone loves to do predictions, but but let's be honest. They're mostly empty. They just say, I like this team. I like that team. They make graphics. It looks nice. Uh, We're not going to do that this year. We're going to actually look at the best bets for every team, every division, and and base our predictions around that because davis it is just easy to say yeah th- you know i'll throw a dart at this i'll throw a dart at that here's the teams that i like and then no one ever remembers so at least we should give some tips on what may be the best bets going into the nfl season i would think and this is the last chance we re- i mean you can bet a- along the lines of the whole season but uh, you know let- let's get it out of the way now i'll take care of everybody before we start
4: yeah, let's, uh, let's get it done. I actually have wagered on a bunch of these myself because I think there are some good numbers out there. I just went through uh, yesterday when I was not on the show. I had 15 minutes, and I, I fired off about $300 worth of, uh, worth of futures bets for the NFL season, so I'm, I'm ready to go.
2: Okay, let's get started. Uh, here are my picks to win the division based on FanDuel's odds, not just based on random thoughts. Uh, I am uh, chalky on two. I'm going to take one big shot at a long shot to have some fun. Uh, I can't come up with any other team in the East than Buffalo. I, I, I tried. I couldn't do it. It wouldn't be the Jets. Maybe Miami, maybe New England. I, I just I, I couldn't do it. I, I'm going to have to stick with Buffalo there. I'm going to take Cleveland to win the division, getting some plus money. It'll come down to head-to-head games probably against Baltimore to determine that. But look, if they win those two and have the same season as the Ravens, they're the division winner. So knowing that the head-to-head matchups are there with two teams that have really close juice, going to take Cleveland plus 155 on FanDuel. My big shot here is taking Jacksonville in the South. I think everyone will take Tennessee, probably for good reason. I feel like most teams, honestly, though, uh, Tennessee is one uh, injury away, quarterback or running back, from their season being over, in my opinion. So if that should happen, I think it opens up the door for everybody in the division. I don't like Indianapolis. So Trevor Lawrence rookie of the year, Jacksonville 6-1 to in a 9-8, and 10-7 type season. That's my dart throw, and how can I not take that? I wouldn't bet the Chiefs minus 290, but I, I, I have no conviction, Davis, on, uh, on anybody else in that division. So minus 290 there. Bills, Browns, Jags, Chiefs. How do you see it?
4: Uh, so I, I, we're actually different on this one. We were more aligned on the NFC. I actually think the dolphins have a pretty good chance of winning that division. I, I at least I, obviously the bills are most likely to win that division, but I think the market is sleeping on the dolphins a little bit. I think the dolphins can be an 11 win team. No problem. Little bit of good variance, a little bit of run good in one score games. I think they can win the division. I think the Baltimore Ravens in the AFC North are, pretty easy money. I don't think the Steelers are very good. Uh, Certainly, I don't think the Bengals are very good. So then it becomes about the Browns versus the Ravens. And look, if you're talking about two run-heavy teams with good defenses, the Ravens are just the better version of that team than the Cleveland Browns. And I'm a huge Lamar Jackson believer. That's probably one of my biggest stances heading into the 2021 season is that I think Lamar Jackson is going to bounce back in a major way. The AFC South, I actually like the number that's available there on the Jaguars at plus 600, because I don't think the Titans are that good. I certainly don't think the Colts are that good. The Houston Texans are the worst team in the NFL. So, you know, they could be listed at a million to one odds. And I probably would not bet that money. Um, So I I had a tough time there. I think the Titans are are probably more like minus 130 favorites, because I don't think the Colts can win this division either, really. And if the Jaguars are, if the Jaguars win 10 games, 10 games could take this division because I just don't think the Titans are that strong.
2: Yeah, and I, and I think that part of my thought process with, with Jacksonville being the long shot there is before even looking at the odds, I said, let me identify the worst team in the NFL and take a shot on a team in that division that gets to play them twice. Cause maybe that's just two free wins and I identified Houston and that's kind of how I deduced it from there. And obviously it doesn't hurt that I don't like Tennessee all that much. Okay. Now over to the NFC. Boy, I mean, I I know no one's going to like this one, but I'm just, I'm going to take Philadelphia to win the division. I, I think all the teams are even except for the giants. I know Davis is off them and, and I've, I've done enough listening to Davis to be in on the giants being one of the worst teams. I think he's right. Um, Green Bay, I I can't take Minnesota. Half their team could be out at any point during the season. I'm not doing that, and and I don't like anybody else there. So I'm going to take uh, Green Bay. I don't like the Saints, and so where am I going in the NFC South outside of Tampa Bay? Like I don't love Tampa Bay, but uh, again, another division that just seems so easy. And then we'll have some fun conversation throughout the year because I, like Davis, do like the Rams a lot. So this comes down to -to head-to-head games at the end of the season. I could see both teams winning 12-13 games, honestly. But I'll take the 49ers plus 190 in the West.
4: I mean, for me, the NFC West is the hardest division to pick. I I literally could see any of the four teams winning. That's not a popular opinion. No one wants to come out and publicly be in favor of the Arizona Cardinals. But they've added a bunch of playmakers on defense. Uh, I mean, it's really neither here nor there, but I, I think that it would not surprise me if the Cardinals won 12 games and won that division. Of course, you knew I was going to take the Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East. I don't think that they're that much better than the Eagles. Uh, the the weird thing to me about this division is that everyone seems to love the Washington football team, and I just I cannot get there. I mean, sure, their defense is good, but I've seen Ryan Fitzpatrick with expectations before he never meets them. The Packers, by the way, a minus 165. You hate to lay minus 165 over a bet. You have to sweat out for five months. But how do they lose this division? I mean, what team, what are the Vikings going to beat the Packers? Like, come on, let's be serious here. The Packers are going to win the NFC North. Uh, They're another team, by the way, or another division where there's just a team that is drawn completely dead in the Detroit Lions. I'm also with you on the NFC South. I think the Saints are going to struggle a little bit. So if the Saints are struggling... Falcons aren't gonna do it. Panthers aren't gonna do it. The Buccaneers pretty much shoe-ins in that division, similar to the Kansas City Chiefs. I think the the Rams, I have them picked to win the NFC. I think that I think the Super Bowl is gonna be the Chiefs and the Rams. I think that Matthew Stafford is much, much better than Jared Goff is. They have gotten healthier on defense. They have some, you know, they they add Deshaun Jackson, they add two to They just have more speed on offense now. I think the Los Angeles Rams are going to be very good. I really like that wager in the NFC West.
2: Yeah, no, it, uh, it it definitely makes sense. I actually, another bet that's not here, but I don't think FanDuel has this one, is I like, as a, as a longer shot with plus money, Carolina to finish second in the NFC uh, South. That's another interesting one that I don't think it, that most people would bet at plus money, but I do like Carolina. I don't think they're going to win the division, but I do think they'll be better than they were last year okay my favorite three win totals going into the season i like three because it gives you a definitive outcome here two and one one and two right who wants to be one and one it doesn't that's no fun uh i'll go denver under eight and a half wins i'll never be on denver until they dismantle and i think they will after the season i think they they uh they win six seven games uh jacksonville since i'm bullish on the division clearly i'd be foolish not to lay Plus 125 to you know play hundred to win 125 on over six and a half. And yeah, I'm gonna go under on the Saints. I hate laying minus one forty five. So truthfully for me, if I can find an eight and a half and and get even money, I will do that here. I I think I will do that just to get a minus one ten or or even plus uh one oh five. I hate on a on a total doing minus one forty five. So I got under on Denver, I got under on the Saints. And I'll go Jaguars, winning 8, 9, maybe 10 by a miracle games this year. But I got over on Jacksonville. I think Lawrence is that good.
4: So I like the Jacksonville one. I like the Denver one. I don't love the Saints one because I think that the Falcons and the Panthers could be semi-non-competitive. I think that's an outcome. So then you're talking about three or four free wins in the division. And I also like Jameis more than you. Uh, heading to my favorite win totals, though, Uh, We did our win total show, I think, almost two months ago now. And I said, I was leveraging it all. I said, look, I know Matt Nagy sucks. I know Pace is a bad GM. But I'm taking the over on the Chicago Bears, seven and a half wins, because that's how good I think Justin Fields is. I think that Justin Fields is going to do something for the city of Chicago that, I mean, they've never had a quarterback like this, never. They, and and they they should feel very lucky to have him. They should feel very lucky that the Denver Broncos, who would be so much better. I mean, imagine how excited you and I would be about the Denver Broncos if they had Justin Fields and of Teddy Bridgewater. So hmm. over on the Bears, seven and a half. I just talked about why I like the Rams so much. They are drawing live to have the best defense, you know, in terms of uh, DVOA, and the best offense. Now I don't think they will get there for the best offense, right? The Chiefs exist, the Cowboys exist, the Bills exist. But they have uh I guess their big problem on offense is the offensive line is not super strong. Like it's fine, but it's not super strong. But I think over 10 and a half looks good there, especially these prices. Uh I was like some of the some of the ones I was looking at it was like the Chiefs over was like minus 127 or something. So I would rather have the Rams at even money than the Chiefs number at uh at minus 125 or whatever. And then my final one, this felt like the FanDuel Sportsbook just saying, All right, everyone, go ahead and start your season off with a little bit of uh free money, a little bit of deposit bonus. Tell me how the Houston Texans win five games. Tell hey, me how they win so five getting, games because you're
3: getting the-
2: suckered in. You're getting suckered in. I'm telling you now. No. This is this is, this they is suck, the toughest man. one. And so did the Dolphins, and they started zero and eight, and won six games in this in the second half. I listen, I understand, and on paper you're a hundred percent right. But I have seen this movie before, and Houston is going to come out of the gate, Davis, and they're going to be zero five, and they are going to look awful. And then the Raiders and the Falcons and the teams that they play in the second half are also going to look horrible, and they are going to squeak out some wins. Man, it's just it is very hard to not win a game over the course of the season. And I know this number is four, and I totally understand it, and I am with you. Houston looks horrible on paper. Miami looked way worse than Houston did two years ago. Way worse. It was an awful – they lost 51-7 to or something against Baltimore. No one had them winning a game all season long. Davis, it wasn't that the Dolphins were that much better in the second half. They played these teams that were out of it, and also didn't care, and also had these injuries. Um, my advice would be shop this, get four and a half, I, and pay a little minus money on it. Um, but you could be right; they could go zero seventeen. But I just would not be surprised to see Houston win four or even win five and go five and twelve and, and win all their games against terrible teams in the second half. I, I just I, I bet so much money, Davis, on the Dolphins that season—like ridiculous money on the on the under thousands of dollars that season and uh and we pushed because we bought the extra half i think to get it to five i think that's what it was and they went five and 11 and i said never again i'm i'm, I'm never betting the bottom ever again because uh these are professionals you know and they and they try to win but uh i i definitely do agree with the other two i like bears so let
4: me over. let me let me say this for the texans the Dolphins did not have this entire organizational chaos hanging over them, right? The owner doesn't like the quarterback. They they fired the GM. They fired the coach. Like, there's this whole ugly cloud hanging over. And then also, if you look back at that Dolphins roster, there were a bunch of players who we now consider good NFL players there. I don't think we're going to look back and be like, oh, yeah, you know, Tarod t- Taylor and uh, Andre Roberts, you know, really – hung it to the jacksonville jaguars in week 12 or whatever like i just think the roster is too bad
2: yeah look it's possible i would tell you it's really easy to forget miami traded their left tackle a week before the season and had no replacement and got sacked i think five times in the first game i'm just saying it, it it was as bad as any team had ever opened up a season with a win total of four that's that's all i got We'll uh, talk about Jamar Chase then.
0: Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: Rack your look for spring at Nordstrom Rack. And save up to 60% on brands you love. Rag & Bone, Vince, Marc Jacobs, Adidas, Joe's, and more. Great brands, great prices every day at Nordstrom Rack. Score new dresses, denim, sandals, designer bags and sunglasses, plus updates for the family and home. Get your spring on for less, up to 60% less today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find?
1: The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes!
2: One of the exercises we have performed for you guys throughout the fantasy draft season is to do risers and fallers throughout the fantasy season. And in terms of rookies, Davis, it's very clear that the the player that lost the most ground in terms of ADP was Jamar Chase of the Cincinnati Bengals. And I know that we were talking about maybe how silly that was just because of dropping a few balls. But then Pro Football Talk puts out a report today with some comments from Chase Davis saying that it's harder to catch an NFL ball and of course everyone is going to massively overreact to this which probably doesn't mean very much Davis in the end because he's going to acclimate and adjust, just like millions of NFL players have before him uh, but in the end the optics are obviously not very good probably not something you want to say
4: yeah uh, I guess it's interesting because Jamar Chase tweeted out after you know, people are talking about this article on Twitter and everything, and he tweeted out and said that his comments were taken out of context and that he's fine, you know, it's no big deal, he's not – like, so, I I mean, I don't really know who to believe. I know that as Jamar Chase's ADP fell, I just kept drafting him and drafting him and drafting him. So I am personally hoping that it ends up not being a big deal for Jamar Chase, and I don't think it will be. You know, once uh, once the adrenaline gets flowing, you know, he takes a couple hits – you know throws out a couple blocks in the running game like it's just going to feel like football to him again like that's just kind of what has to happen for these guys where and he didn't play last year remember so right. i think he just kind of has to feel like oh I, i'm playing football again and then he'll just be back to what he's done his whole life
2: yeah and, and look maybe the maybe maybe the comment davis even if it was taken out of context was a direct correlation to the drops in the in the preseason and look we're going to find out if if that's legit or not we don't know for sure there are players in the nfl who have ha, have not transitioned in that way i guess i don't know if deontay johnson has claimed that the ball is different but that guy drops a lot of balls too and, and he's never really gotten over that yet but yeah i mean just for but but every other player in the nfl has and, and and chase i think will too so i agree with you on the undervalued point all right that's our first hour of the show here on this thursday we got another hour to go but first we're going to turn it over to chris kofsky we've got the update Coming up here at the top of the hour, Fantasy Sports Today on Sports great continues in two minutes.
0: Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.